Welcome, everybody, to the live trade deadline reaction special for the Nashville Predators, where the biggest news of the day is that there pretty much was no news today. Uh, yep, no Philip Forsberg extension, no major trades yet. I am not including Jeremy Lazan as a major trade, even though it cost a major trade. Um, which sucks because there is some very strong moves made across the Western Conference, which is something the Preds are now going to have to cope with. We're going to break it down on this special edition of the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to the Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day for the second time today. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime who has been glued to her phone, computer, TV all day for pretty much no ado. Yes, that actually sums up my day perfectly. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at onthefourcheck.com. All right. Well, it is now three o'clock Eastern, two o'clock Central, and uh, the trade deadline has passed. But as the uh, the famous caveat always likes to say, trades are still trickling in, although we do know that David Poyle uh, is going to be meeting with media in just a second, which makes me think the Preds are pretty much done. So, of course, big news of the day. Philip Forsberg not traded. He is still a member of the Nashville Predators. Hallelujah. New deal, though. He will remain unsigned past the trade deadline. Uh, And yeah, this is now the biggest anxiety inducer in town, I guess, because now the fans have to wait and see, possibly up until this summer, what Forsberg's future is going to be. Um, and not a, not a surprise. I, we talked about it this morning, how we didn't think Forsberg was going to get traded. Um, but what's your take on him not being signed now past the deadline? It's definitely not, I think, what everybody in Nashville wanted to hear. I think today people really wanted to hear an announcement, but it didn't happen. And Elliot Friedman sort of either relieved anxiety or prolonged anxiety with a tweet about 1030 this morning kind of saying that it was not likely that there was going to be a Philip Forsberg announcement. I think it could mean a number of different things. I think it's very disappointing for uh, fans to not have him signed. It makes sense if you are Philip Forsberg's camp, I think, to wait and maybe see what the free agency market indicates might be appropriate. The information coming in is that they just couldn't agree on a number. It sounds like that is still kind of the hang up. So it's disappointing. I don't think it's surprising. I definitely am not surprised that he did not get traded. That would have absolutely, you know, knocked my socks off had they traded Philip Forsberg. I don't think that was ever anything David Poyle had any intention of doing. So not super surprising, a little disappointing for me. Yeah, especially given the past couple of years where Poyle mm-hmm. has had a chance to trade, 
some of his expiring contracts, guys like Mikhail Granlund, which he didn't do, and we know what happened to Granlund since then. Um, and also the same thing for guys like Nick Benino, Craig Smith, um, I guess mostly Craig Smith. Nick Benino had one year in his deal, but he was a guy a lot of teams had interest in that year. Um, and he's just saying, you know what, we're still kind of in the playoff hunt. I don't want to break this team up right now. Uh, and I think that was kind of the case this time around. You couldn't really trade Philip Forsberg um, because he is right now your best forward on a team that is still trying to get some momentum into the Stanley Cup finals. So from that endpoint, yeah, I, I don't think we could have traded Forsberg. Um, I don't know. All of all of the stuff that I've seen, and maybe this is me misreading it, everything I've seen, everything I've read, everything I've heard from Forsberg and Poyle makes me think that this is close. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe not close. Like, maybe put it like this way. Um, I truly believe Forsberg's desire is to stay in Nashville. I think that's what he prefers. Um, mm -hmm. And it's David Poyle's desire, obviously, to keep Philip Forsberg here long term. I think Philip Forsberg just wants to be paid while doing so. Um, so from that end, yeah, I think it is going to be a case of you're going to see Philip Forsberg here um you know prefer to stay in nashville and maybe they just need to bridge that contract gap um yeah. it's like ryan Suter, where it felt like he was hesitant about coming back to nashville he was afraid to resign um just because he wasn't sure about the direction of the team this to me feels like forsberg kind of just wants his contract and that's what gives me hope that we may see something here Soon, maybe, maybe yeah. not soon, but I do think before UFA begins, I think there is a very strong chance of that getting done. It's a long time away, so who knows, but that's kind of what I'm getting from everything I've seen and heard. I would agree. I think all indications are that this is actually a very doable uh, contract. David Poyle may have to pay more than what he wants to pay or what he intended to pay. He indicates that he wants it done, and I think ultimately that's what's going to happen. I think he may pay more than what he had initially wanted to pay, but I do believe this is a contract that gets done. I know that people are sort of um, feeling a little bit of fear that this is Philip Forsberg's way of going out, uh, leaving Nashville. But I don't think where we're at today at three o'clock is worst case scenario when it comes to Philip Forsberg. I think worst case scenario would be that Forsberg is traded. You know, I I really do think he's going to re-sign. I think they're going to come to an agreement. I think both parties really want that. And I think if for some reason that doesn't happen, this still is the right thing. You just can't risk trading Philip Forsberg at this point. We have a team that could make a playoff run and not having Forsberg really sort of eliminates a lot of that potential. So, you know, it could be worse people. You know, everybody is a little bit frustrated, I think, because it's not done, but everybody breathe. It could yeah. be so much worse. It's your giant paper bag. That's it's right. Go put on a nice, uh, relaxing, smooth jazz album. Come on. A nice cup of chamomile tea. Do what you need to do. Yes. Uh, um, because this is probably going to be the big story moving mm -hmm. forward. Um, 
the other thing, and you know, I, I kind of hated this at the time, but now that I'm thinking about it a little bit more, the fact that Poyle didn't just straight up go for it at the trade mm-hmm. this year, didn't try to swing for the fences, makes me think that he thinks something can get done with Forsberg soon. Yes. Let, and let me explain that because I think if he thought this was Forsberg's last year, I think if he knew he had no hope of getting him locked up before the open market, I really do think you would have seen him go for it mm-hmm. a little bit. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I think you would have seen him bring in some bigger guns, um, maybe be a player in uh, some of the names like Claude Giroux that were out there. Um, but the fact that he didn't do that, the fact that he's being very mostly careful about yes. some assets and his future assets, remember I said mostly, mostly. Um, makes me think that this is still the core of his team and he's not expecting any sort of last minute we got to bl- we got to go for it now because this is our last chance like we've seen some other teams around the league do this year so yeah and i think um i think david poyle really wants to dance with the girl he took this was a year that was not set out to be you know this deep playoff run a potential cup winning team and i think the team has surprised everybody things have clicked that haven't clicked for several seasons Things are now clicking. Execution is better. I think John Hines is able to really form a more cohesive identity and direction for this team. And that's paying off. If I were David Poyle, I I would do the same thing. You know, we have exceeded expectations, I think, in a lot of ways this season and could continue to do that. If I'm David Poyle, I'm going to see what this can do. I'm going to see what this group can really do. Uh, Now, I would have maybe made one or two other moves, little moves. Uh, there are a few areas of disappointment for me, but I really think ultimately David Poyle is going to dance with the girl he took. Yeah, it's risky. It it's, is. It's it's risky because if he's wrong, if Poyle or if Forsberg does leave, um, then you have to look into this deadline and say, well, what was the point of any of this? Especially because you look around – um, the Western Conference, especially Colorado yes. um, and Calgary. Also, if you go back to them getting Tyler Toffoli, uh, those are two teams the Predators could f- possibly face first. Yes. They both got immensely better. Um, St. Louis and uh, Minnesota, two teams the Preds are fighting with, they got better. St. Louis with the addition of Nick Letty, Minnesota with the addition of uh, Mark Andre Fleury, which is an interesting move. It so is. everybody seemed to do something. Mm-hmm. So that that's going to kind of be a um, a sore point if the Predators bounce out early in the playoffs again, and or Forsberg doesn't wind up resigning. Now Forsberg resigns. Then you can look at this and say, okay, we're, we're still waiting for a spot. 
maybe we're a year away from somebody like Luke Cunning really trying to regain his form. Somebody like Tanner yes. really taking off and kind of taking that next step towards becoming kind of a two-way top six player. Um, guys like Carrier and Fabro get another year of experience under their belt. That's that's what you're betting on, and maybe next year's the year they go for it. Uh, but it's a failure if the Preds don't re-sign Forsberg and don't get far in the playoffs. Then and you, that's what, yeah, that's yeah. what's so tricky is we're not going to really be able to evaluate this trade deadline until the playoffs or until Forsberg signs because what happens there is really going to decide how wise the decisions that were or weren't made at the trade deadline really are. Uh, speaking of wise versus not wise decision, the oh, one trade the Predators made, well, I guess they technically made two, uh, but the big one that everybody seems to be talking about now is defenseman Jeremy Lazan from Seattle for a second round pick. Uh, you know we're going to dive into that one. Uh, but before we do, I want to take a second to say it's today's special prod podcast is brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens. Uh, I use Athletic Greens every day. They sent me a free box. I was very skeptical, long story short. Uh, it's a green powder, which by the sound of it doesn't sound appealing. Uh, but I gave it a chance, started using this every single morning. Not only was I wrong about the taste because it actually tastes delicious, but I have so much more energy during the day. I'm more focused. Um, I don't feel like I have to crash for that three o'clock nap, which would normally be coming right about now. Yeah. Athletic greens. All it takes is one scoop mixed with some water every day and I'm good to go for the rest of the day. Athletic greens is one scoop again, and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, or superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, pretty much everything you need to live a healthy life. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Uh, speaking of insurance... The Preds added some defensive insurance. <laughs> well done. In the uh, uh, in the form of Jeremy Lazan, uh, a defenseman for the Seattle Kraken, who before I saw the return, thought, okay, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Then I saw it was for a second round pick. And yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> that's that's where I'm like, oh, oh boy, oh yeah, boy. and it's not even just a second round pick, it's a second round pick in a really robust draft year, so it maybe is even a little extra chafing when you think about it. Yeah, I mean, this is like one of those things where 
Um, actually, time out. Okay, sorry. There's a Greg Wyshynski tweet I needed to see. He just said, uh, Philip Forsberg officially remaining with Nashville. Um, in his opinion, he says they're on decent footing with an extension. Uh, so, again, that that just came down from Greg, Wysh Greg Wyshynski. That is a hard name to say. From ESPN. So, it's like we said earlier. Um, sounds like Philip Forsberg and uh, Phil, uh, Nashville Predators have made Still some working at it. Yeah, they're still working at it, and they've made some progress, which is kind of what we thought. Um, okay, yeah, back to Jeremy Lazan. That yeah. is the move to me that I think the price tag is what's going to sour people. Yes, I because, would agree. Especially when you look, when this move came down, you know, there were rumors the Predators might have been kicking the tires on somebody like Justin Braun. Mm -hmm. um, we had uh, Calvin DeHaan from the Blackhawks was another guy. Robert Hogg was mentioned before he got traded uh, to the Florida Panthers this past week. Um, so there's a lot of guys out there that we kind of thought, well, maybe the price tag was too high. But then you look at Justin Braun today, traded for a third round pick. So, yeah. Yeah. Marc-Andre Fleury traded for, you know, similar price yeah. it this was really and i agree with you i think this is a decent just in case pick that we've talked about the predators kind of you know with a third defensive pairing that has had some injuries a good d-man just in case pick makes sense and you know okay on this one but it's the price tag i think and i reached out to our counterpart erica aiella at locked on crack and just to kind of check in with her about this and her assessment is really that she just hasn't been all that impressed with him this season. And the sentiment in Seattle among the Kraken media is that the Kraken got a better value than what he may be worth based on what they saw in Seattle. And I said to her, that's interesting because that's pretty much how people in Nashville are also feeling. So it was it was an inch. Uh, I think it's a, a decent uh, avenue for a pick the price tag is a little bit of a hitch in my giddy up. Yeah. And you look across the trades that have been made the past couple of days. Um, Troy Stetcher from the Red Wings went for a seventh round pick. Travis Dermott went from Toronto to Vancouver for a third. Um, Travis Hamanick went to Ottawa for a third round pick. So there's all of these players that mm -hmm. are comparable, if not better yeah. on um, that went for less. So it, it brings up the question, what do you, if you're the Nashville Predators, what do you see in Jeremy Lazan? Um, he did have a couple of good seasons with Boston as just kind of that sort of fifth, sixth guy. So, you know, you're maybe thinking he can reclaim some type of magic. The other thing I kind of see is when I watch him play, like the style he plays with, not necessarily yes. stats or execution. It does remind you a little bit of somebody like Mark Borowiecki, mm -hmm. um, sort of that physical bruising, almost stay at home type of guy. And from that, you kind of have to deduce that maybe the Predators saw that. Um, maybe they see somebody like when Borowiecki is injured, you don't really have another guy like him 
who can kind of play the same right. way that he does. Um, so maybe this was a case of Poyle saying, you know what, like this is this is a guy that we think is going to be the best fit for what we need him to be. And we trust John Hines to kind of work him into that role. Um, yes. Just very strange that somebody who you kind of see only playing when somebody's hurt or needs a break would go for that high of a yeah. pick. And I, like, and as we mentioned, like as you mentioned earlier, and uh, as our buddy Eric Dene on uh, on the forecheck, uh, our prospects guru said, this draft is a good draft. It's mm-hmm. you know relatively deep there, but there's not a lot of you know game changing talent outside of maybe somebody like Shane Wright. Um, so, you know, you have to imagine maybe teams aren't valuing that second to third round pick um, as much as somebody other people would like. So it sounds it sounds a little dangerous to me to undervalue a second round pick. But I will say just trying to be optimistic. And I was like you, let's look at what may be the reasoning behind this. And you know, Jeremy Lazan is 6'1". He's 204 pounds. You know that David Poyle likes some size when it comes to, you know, playing a defensive game. And the Seattle Kraken have wanted to play a similar style of defense that the Nashville Predators have done. Now, the Kraken's execution has not been as successful as Nashville's. But I, I think that they feel like this is somebody who's familiar with what they're going to ask for from him. And maybe that is where they saw the value for him. This is going to be an interesting one, I think, to watch. How much ice time is he going to get? When will Matt Benning and Mark Borvietsky be back in the lineup? That's going to also determine just how frustrated Nashville Predators fans are over losing a second round pick. Uh, One other guy that Predators were linked to at one point today. In fact, uh, one of the Blackhawks beat writers said a deal uh, was close before he walked that back. Uh, Mm -hmm. That was Ryan Carpenter, uh, who our buddy uh, Brian Baston pulled some uh, stats on. Um, also from on the forecheck was very much in on him as a defensive guy um, kind of compared him to Callie Yarncroke a little bit in the way he plays just kind of the very strong uh, defensive, just don't expect much on offense kind of guy. Um, there was rumors that uh, he was going to come to the Preds that didn't happen. Uh, we now know Ryan Carpenter going to Calgary. Uh, that was just reported by Chris Johnson a second ago. Sounds like okay. a- fifth round pick Hmm. so yeah there's There's that uh, there's that um yeah i mean carpenter as an addition would have been interesting did you want i think did did you want the preds to address maybe their forward core a little bit more than they did ann I was so hoping that they would reach out and we've talked about this and this is all a credit to you putting this idea in my head, but I was really hoping the Preds would reach out and try to work something out with Phil Kessel. Well, I felt like mean now that it didn't happen. I am devastated that this didn't happen. My, I really feel like there was a missed opportunity there. Uh, and, and that's something we're going to talk about coming up here in our next segment. We're going to talk about sort of our overall trade deadline takeaways uh, coming up here in just a minute. But first, a word from our friends at Bet Online. It is that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is your number 
number one source for all the sports betting needs and information. Bet Online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it is not just basketball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. You can head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, Nick, we're looking at this trade deadline. Things have wrapped up. Nashville, not super active. What are your what's your big takeaway from this trade deadline? Well, a lot of teams that the Predators are going to be fighting for playoff ground with got a whole lot better. Yes. Or at least marginally better. Uh, Whereas the Preds stayed the same. Now, there's nothing wrong. Whoops. There's nothing wrong with the Predators staying the same uh, because the Predators have played very well this season. True. So, yeah, so there's that. Um, But it's hard, you know, we did a podcast last week where I said that the Predators had the makings of a team that can compete with anybody in the Western Mm -hmm. Conference. And while I stand by that, I think the road is a lot bumpier today mm-hmm. than it uh, than it was when we made that statement last week. Uh, because you look at Colorado and, and the moves that they've made, a um, couple of big deals from that. Arturi Lekkanen, I think, is maybe one of the most underrated two-way guys in the game right now. Um, and he is going to a team in Colorado um, where he's going to fit right in. And they don't need him to kind of be the guy he was in Montreal. They just need him to play his style of game. Andrew Cogliano is another great pickup for Colorado. Of course, we talked about Minnesota bringing in Marc-Andre Fleury uh, to kind of shore up their uh, goaltending issues. Uh, they also got Jacob Middleton another very strong defenseman who's having a pretty decent year from uh, the San Jose Sharks. You look at the St. Louis Blues who picked up Nick Letty today, who's going to fill you know that bottom role for them very well. And I, I look at the Predators and I think, you know, I don't see much improvement from their end. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the takeaway. Uh, for the Nashville Predators at the trade deadline today. Uh, a couple of other minor moves uh, that the Preds made. Uh, Freddie Allard, uh, one of the uh, OTF's favorite young up-and-coming defensemen. Uh, couldn't really quite break into the Preds lineup. He gets traded to the Los Angeles Kings for Brayden Burke, a forward. That is going to be uh, definitely a Milwaukee trade. Um, every, a lot of Allard fans in Nashville, obviously we kind of wanted to see him really step up and be that, you know, spare defenseman kind of move into the role that Carrier has probably moved into today, maybe get a call up, but it was clear that there's just too many defensemen on the organizational depth chart ahead of them. So that trades, not a huge surprise. Uh, also, uh, Alex Biega coming to Nashville for 
prized, prized longtime predator future considerations. Uh, again, that is that is going to be a uh, a uh, a big. I can't even find a way to make that good. Yeah, it's Alex Biega. He's going to be in Milwaukee, and that is going to be pretty much it. Uh, I don't see him coming to the NHL at all, at least for the Predators this season. Um, yeah, we we want to know what you think about this because, of course, there are going to be uh, a lot of mixed takes, and that is completely understandable. Uh, we've talked about it before. This is 10 years since Ryan Suter left Nashville, and I think a lot of people still kind of have that in the back of their minds, and that's why they're scared about this Forsberg situation. Um, I am getting the sense that something is close and maybe again, maybe close is the wrong word. Maybe something positive is happening behind the scenes. That is what I'm kind of taking away from this. I do think they are going to ultimately get a deal done. Um, I think there's a lot of clues kind of hidden between a, some of the moves slash some of the non moves the predators have made. So I think that Philip Forsberg is going to resign. Please don't quote me on that. Please do not quote me on that. Um, but I, I do think that this is something that is going to wind up um, coming to a happier conclusion than the one we saw 10 years ago. Uh, but again, we want to know what you think. Let us know. Leave a comment on our YouTube channel. Let us know on Twitter at LO underscore Predators. Um, and yeah, we, we really want to hear from you because we can understand there is a lot going to be a lot of mixed takes on this trade deadline. Um, a lot of people are happy. The predators didn't really do a whole lot. Um, maybe outside of the Jeremy Lawson deal. Um, and there's a lot of people that would have loved to see the Preds really do something a little bit more groundbreaking this deadline. So let us know. Uh, we will be here to break it all down tomorrow. We'll, of course, have a breakdown of the Anaheim Ducks game. Because remember, Preds play a game tonight. That's something that kind of slipped under the radar. Um, so be sure to tune in tomorrow where we will have a full, complete recap of everything that went on. Uh, for Ann Kimmel, I'm Nick Morgan. You can check me out on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. Check Ann out at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. That's going to do it for us this afternoon on the Lockdown Predators Live Trade Deadline Reaction Show. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. As always, go check out Locked On Fantasy's NHL right now. Uh, they're breaking out more of the NHL trade deadline moves. We will be back here tomorrow. We'll see you then.